Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. In today's Gospel reading, there is an exchange between Jesus and the Jews, and the question of fatherhood comes up. Who is your father? Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. Why do you not understand what I say, he asks. And then he answers, It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Many in Humboldt County hate us because of what we say on the basis of the Word of God, Scripture alone. How would they handle, do you think, being called the devil's children? What would they say if the sign denounced them as offspring of the murderer, the father of lies? It is the truth. Jesus doesn't shy away from saying such things to his opponents. Because it's the truth, and he loves them. He loves them. He wants them to know the truth. Do you believe truth or lies? Who is your father? God or the devil? So goes the question of fatherhood. And it's not so much about the father, it's more about the children. It's so that we can recognize whose family we're in. Cora and Ruthie know whose family they're in. It's about the children, knowing where they belong. Who is your father? God or the devil? Whoever is of God, Jesus says, hears the word of God. The reason why people don't hear them is because they are not of God. John 8, 47. Who is Jesus' father? Who is the unbeliever's father? For this pericope, all we have to do is look at the end of it to get this exclamation point that proves what Jesus said was true. Who is it that picks up the stones? Is it Jesus or is it the Jews? You do one thing when you pick up stones. Break the fifth commandment. Murder. What was in their hearts? Murder. So they picked up the stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself. John 8, 59. No, Jesus isn't a coward. Jesus will die. He just will not die at the hands of these murderers. He will die in accord with his Father's will. Not by the will of the sinners, of the flesh, but the will of his Father. Christ died according to his will upon the cross where his father glorified his son in the hiddenness of his humiliation. And our crucifix, this Christus Rex, doesn't do it justice because we've dressed up Jesus artistically as the king he is, but it, it hides his hiding. God's glory is hidden in his humiliation in the suffering of his son on the cross for you, 
to make you a child of God, to make Brenton and Logan children of God, all of us children of God. And so Jesus, as our reading says, hid himself. God hides himself in the most mysterious ways. He's great at hide and seek. We're just are bad at seek. Everyone who receives the Lord's Supper knows how good God is at hiding himself. Christ's body and blood in the sacrament, and the sacrament is the the Latin word for mystery, in the body and blood, hidden in the bread and wine is the body and blood, in, with, and under it. God is hidden there. In our Genesis reading, we see more of the hiddenness of God if we have eyes to see. Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his son Isaac. This is one of the most difficult passages in all of Scripture. But not if you see that God is hiding in the event. God is hiding in that passage. Christ, the Son of God, is hidden in Isaac. His divine Father is hidden in Abraham, willing to sacrifice his offspring in service to his neighbors in goodness, truth, and yes, even beauty. There is nothing more beautiful than selfless, sacrificial service out of love for others. God loves others. Us. You. God loves you. God loves even our murderous, lying neighbors who would rather stone us than listen to us. And not in the Humboldt way, James. I heard your Bible study comment about being stoned. Oh, that was Rob. (laughs) The devil's children who call themselves Christian are loved by God. And those who who don't call themselves Christian, who out and out reject the Lord, he still loves them. God loves us all. Christ's crucifixion proves the measure of his love. It's unending. He can't open up his arms wide enough to show you how much he loves you and how much he loves this world. Today, we've all been blessed to see God's glorious hiddenness in another rich story of faith, a contemporary one, one right here in the making, in the moment. Like Abraham, Brent heard God's call. God's call to sacrifice his son, Logan. And Brent answered it. Here am I, he said. In fact, Brent was called to sacrifice all of his children and himself as well. And he said, here am I, Lord, I will do it. And today he did just that. He finished it up. Brent, like Abraham, has faith in God's word. And so Kate, Cora, David, and Logan were drowned in the baptismal font. This very one, just like mom, was drowned Somewhere else, years ago. (laughs) Sacrificed in the same way. Hidden in the beauty and the peace of this holy sacrament of baptism, mystery of baptism, we find death. Death. Under the wrath of God. The death of Christ, God's Son, and the death of every unrepentant sinner who approaches this font, is slain in these waters 
to emerge a repentant sinner. The old Adam drowned, the new man born. And this new man looks good. Things up well. In Logan's baptism this morning, we saw Abraham and Isaac, two faithful children of God obeying the Lord because they trust him, because he's proven to be trustworthy. Before he got out of his pew, maybe Brent leaned over and said to those around him the same thing Abraham said to the servants, his young men that were with him. Stay here. I and the boy are going to go up there. We're going to worship the Lord, and then we'll come back again to you. Hold on a second. We'll be right back after we get baptized. After the Lord brings us into his death and his resurrection. And just like Abraham and Isaac, Brent and Logan returned to their seats. Both of them, as Brent knew they would. But not without learning personally that the Lord provides his very own sacrifice. Brent and Logan, Stephanie and Kate, Cora and David... You and me, all of us, none of us will meet the wrath of our Father when on the last day we stand before his altar. We will stand before him as those who point to the ram caught in the thicket. There's your sacrifice. You won't be murdered because Christ was given to be slain for you in your place. He laid down his own life for you to be our precious ram caught in that thicket on the cross. For this reason, he was sent by his father. The Lord will provide to die in your place. The Lord will provide. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, Provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Genesis 22, 13 and 14. Is this not what we are all called to remember every Sunday when we ascend this mountain to approach the altar of the Lord and receive in our hands and in our mouths the fruit of the offering that God himself provided to set us free, to partake of the Lamb of God? Remember that a dad doesn't have to crucify his son no more because it's already been done. The sacrifice of Christ is the ultimate meaning of what Abraham told Isaac when he prepared to face the death of his beloved son with all that he needed to make that sacrifice happen, resting on the boy. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. And no, that wasn't some psychological twist. Abraham knew what was going on. He had faith. I and the boy will go and return. He trusted the Lord. He knew what would happen. Not the details, but that his God was faithful. So they both went up together. Genesis 22.8. This is what Brent conveyed to Logan today. By bringing Logan to the baptismal font. It's what Brent and Stephanie both communicated to each and every one of their kids by bringing them to the font. The Lord will provide. We don't have to worry. We have a good and faithful God. 
And so we do what he says, and he provides the sacrifice, and then gives us the blessing. That's what the church teaches week in and week out. God has provided for himself the lamb of the burnt offering, Christ, for you. He has provided the sacrifice of his son to prove you have reason to have faith in him, not for you to have to prove you have faith in him. God doesn't need your worship. God doesn't need you to sacrifice anything. He's got everything he needs and he wants to give it to us. And so he has given us every reason to trust him that he will give it to us. The blood of Christ has purified your flesh. He offered himself without blemish to God through the eternal spirit in order to purify your conscience from works. You don't got to do anything. Enabling you to serve your neighbor because you want to. Out of your own desire to be like Christ. Not to serve yourself, not to serve your own well-being. You don't get anything out of it. But to be like your Lord. Christ Jesus was slain so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, Hebrews says. Since a death occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the law, 9.15, Hebrews 9.15. That is to say, Jesus has restored you to your Father, your eternal Father, your divine Father. No longer are you a liar or a murderer. No longer are you a child of the devil. No. Now you call God your Father with confidence, boldness. Jesus' Father is your Father. Even if on this side of the resurrection, He still remains hidden. And it may be hard to see through the veil exactly where he is and what he's doing. We have enough to go on to trust him. He will provide. He has provided the sacrifice, your forgiveness. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and I am here. Jesus has come. We know. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me, John eight forty two. Dear saints, God is your father. Isn't he? He is your father. You do love Jesus, don't you? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes. He is your father. Whoever is of God hears God's word. You just heard it. You keep hearing it. You are a child of God. No doubt. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.